What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, let's do it. Welcome back to Confident AF. I am here with my good friend, my client, fellow confidence coach, wife, baddie graduate, Danielle. I am so excited to talk to her today. So we are talking all things confidence. We're talking baddie girls club a little bit and really just about Danielle and her uh, business and just her in general. So welcome everybody, Danielle, to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Can't wait I'm really to excited chat. to be here. Yes, I know you text me um, or message me like, I'm manifesting. I'm going to get a one of those cups, one of those confidence queen, confident as yeah. cups. And I was like, it's coming sooner than you think. Like it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that was really exciting because I love getting things in the post. I know it, that's such a good feeling because not a lot of people send mail anymore. I'm like keeping those cups very sacred. Only guests get them. So um, yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about there, you'll see on the podcast Instagram, there's um, a cup that I send out to all the guests. So um, it's exclusive only to guests. So really special when I give those out and I send them out before people get on the podcast, except for in this case, because this week I totally forgot. And, uh, so all my guests are getting them probably one day after they're on, but still good. So Danielle, I, like I mentioned, she is a confidence coach. So I think we're going to go right into, um, confidence corner and weekly fave. So did you have anything this week that, um, you're loving like a weekly fave? Uh, self-care. I know probably people say this all of the time, but especially when the days are still dark and, you know, coming out of Christmas season and into the new year, things may not necessarily be going the way you had hoped. So self-care is the biggest thing this week. You know, things can weigh heavy on you. And if you're feeling down, like I have been, just make sure that you're spending time taking care of you. And that's just what I've been loving, loving this week. Just before the podcast, I was like, I'm going to have a shower and it was a wash your hair day and like put a bit of makeup on, just like feel good. So everything self-care this week. What does self-care look like for you? I know you show it a lot on your Instagram, um, like your bathroom portals and having like your pink towels, but what is a self-care? What is self-care in your opinion? So self-care can be anything, as you mentioned, the bathroom portal, I'll touch on that first. Self-care can be anything from the bathroom portal and the bathroom portal is making your bathroom a portal. So anytime you see yourself in the reflection, you know, admire something about your body, loving yourself, because the more you appreciate how strong and how beautiful your body is, the more you're going to love it. And yes, it's going to feel awkward at first, but the more you do it, the more you practice it, the more natural it'll feel, the more confident you will feel in your body every day, even outside of your bathroom portal. When let's be honest, you're in your bathroom portal alone, you know, once you overcome that fear, you'll be confident outside as well. Um, so self-care for me, I am very much a homebody. I love 
spend time with my husband and we have a bird and just being at home. So self-care, you know, is very simple. I don't need to go get my hair or my nails done. I can take care of myself at home. So sometimes it looks like spending an extra five minutes in the shower, maybe cranking some music up in the kitchen, you know, while I cook or clean, just dance, having a dance party could look like watching a favorite show. Yes. I might binge watch and have a piece of chocolate. Um, and not feel guilty about it just anything that I really enjoy that is for me not worrying about what everyone else is doing not taking care of anyone else but me and it comes in so many things and again I feel like you can do self-care right from home you don't have to go out and you know book these lavish holidays or spend loads of money it really starts at home Totally. I feel like we talked about that a lot in Batty Girls Club and in the messages. We were talking a lot about making our home like this sacred, like kind of oasis type vibe for us. And that we just want that to be paradise, right? So we never want to leave. I think I can't remember if it was you or Wendy who said that yesterday. And I was like, yes, that is such a vibe because I mean, we think that that means, or I guess sometimes we can think that that means like we have all these rooms and we have everything we could ever imagine, but really it's just, I think a mindset of I'm comfortable, not only in my space, I'm comfortable with myself alone. And I like being in my own space and I've created that for myself. And I feel like you do a really good job of that. You also do, I know you mentioned like dancing as a form of self-care and I love that you always show that on your Instagram, you show you in your kitchen with just like your workout clothes on and just like a workout set and just dancing and like really releasing that energy. Do you feel like that dancing kind of like moves energy out of your body? Yeah, it really does. Cause I find that if you've been sat on the couch and I know we're all guilty of this sitting on the couch, mindlessly scrolling. And all of a sudden we feel like, oh, I feel gross. I don't want to go do anything. Literally, if you get up, put your phone down, put some music on and just shake it off. Literally move your body for even 30 seconds. You've shaken that energy out. And, you know, even that can come into any, any aspect. So if you've had an argument with somebody, you walk away for a few minutes, you come back, like any movement will literally move the energy away from you and clear some space for the positive things. On touching on space, you said, you know, you don't have to have all of these rooms. I live in a double garage that's been converted into our little granny flat, if you will. So we've got our own kitchen and that's why I'm working out in my kitchen because, you know, space is limited and it is a little bit chilly to work out outside right now. But we've got our bedroom with an ensuite and it is really about making the most of your space, you know, making it feel like your own sanctuary and, you know, even going back to like energy and stuff, because we have such a small space, we're very limited on, or I'm very limited or aware of who I allow into our space and how I'm feeling, you know, so not many people get to cross that threshold coming into our home. And it's just really about energy, energy. You can't feel it, but yes, definitely moving your body completely changes your energy, your mindset and how you see things and how you feel about yourself really. Yeah. I love that. I love the, like, not everybody gets access to this threshold and this sacred area. And the same can be true, like for our lives and the different, you know, aspects of us. And I love applying that because it really does change and shift the energy when you allow certain people in, whether it's in your home 
or in another space, or even like I said, into our life and into our energetic field in general. So I love that. Um, did you have something this week that you did that made you feel confident? Oh, I've really been working on my confidence and I'm kind of going through a transition at work right now. Last week I asked for more of what I need, you know, more structure in my, in my career, you know, what my progress is more money, of course, more money. Um, and before I used to hesitate asking for more money, but I am so confident in my ability now. And of course it has taken work to get there that I've just come so far. And although I asked for one thing on Thursday of last week, Thursday, yesterday, I was like, actually, no, I want to up the stakes on that. So that really made me feel confident. But even better yet, somebody today asked me like, hey, I want to raise. How do I go about this? And I was like, just do it. My saying for 2023 is shut up and do it. So if you can think of something and you want to get it, just do it. Grow some balls. I told this girl, grow some balls and do it. I said, it's going to be so awkward at first, but unless you take that first step, you're not going to become confident. So first time it'll be awkward. Second time, bit less awkward, you know, and it'll get more, uh, less awkward as you go. The more you do things outside of your comfort zone, the more confident you're going to be in knowing and trusting whatever the outcome happens to be, you're going to get what's right for you. So that's yeah, feeling confident and asking for the raise that I want. And then also encouraging somebody else to go and do it as well. That's amazing. Yeah. I love your phrase for 2023 is just shut up and do it. And it it's so applicable in every situation because we overthink, overanalyze, we think about all the possible outcomes and then we like dwell on those. And then we think about what will happen if those outcomes happen. And it's just like, it can be so in our head and a lot of times the solution is just to shut up, like quiet yourself and just fucking go do it. So I love yeah. that for 2023. And the thing is, the longer you think about something, the more you hesitate and the harder yes. it's going to be to overcome that fear. So literally just shut up, as you said, quiet your mind and go do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking about confidence and confidence coaching. So for everyone who doesn't know, Danielle is a confidence coach, but she's also still working her nine to five right now. So she's in her transition of building her business, which I love. I don't have tons of women on here that are still in that transition. So if you guys listening are in that transition period, I think Danielle is going to be a perfect person to talk about that and to talk about how to balance those two. So I want to start with, um, you coming into Batty Girls Club because Danielle and I actually met each other on social media um, a while ago, like even a while before we started working together. We did a live together and we just kind of followed each other on social media for a while, interacted. And then um, she was a confidence coach as well, which is why we originally collabed. And then she hit me up about coming into Batty Girls Club when I was promoting it um, the first time. And she said, um, Hey, like, do you think this is right for me? And she was very upfront, which I really, really appreciate. She said, I am a confidence coach too. I want to see how your program is structured, what you're doing in your program. And I want to use, use what you're doing. I am always open to that. So if anyone listening, like I'm always open to that. And I think if you're a coach looking to do something like that, I think it is highly, highly valuable. I've done that a tons of times not only because you get to see how someone else structures their programs, what they implement, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to take, what you want to leave, but also because every time I've done that, I've also gotten way more 
out of the program than what I initially thought. Um, this happened with Chelsea, the sabotage queen. So you guys know I reference her all the time. I went into her program thinking the exact same thing. Like I'm going to learn more from my clients. And I was like, mind blown that course really, really changed my life and changed how I thought about myself and my trauma anyways. Um, so you already had a lot of body confidence. You had already really pushed past your limiting beliefs around your body, around your weight, around working out and food before you came into Batty Girls Club. So you already had this body confidence and this mental um, mindset shift when you came in. You were already a coach and you wanted to see how it was going to work and how to structure your programs. So going into that decision and then going into Batty Girls Club, did that change? Um, what did that look like for you? And how was Batty Girls Club? I mean, I know personally, but share with everybody else. Okay. First off, Batty Girls Club is amazing. And if you're not in the next round, like, I don't know what you're doing. And Alicia's not paying me to say this. Like, that's genuinely how I feel. Um, yeah, it was about like learning from you. I feel like your confidence is out there. You know, you're really doing well in business and I admire that. I loved our life. And as you said, I've been following you for a little while, like vice versa. Um, Body Girls Club came up and what actually caught my eye about it was, of course, the whole confidence thing, but I've worked a lot on that over the past five years, but it was more so about you touched on like emotionally eating and overcoming, you know, how you like um, put a lot of pressure on yourself about eating and stuff. And I am an emotional eater. And I also suffer from seasonal sadness between the end of August and January. So this time um, right now would be the time that I'm slowly coming out of it. Um, so last year I decided I'm not going through seasonal sadness again, because I've overcome so much already that I could overcome it. Then you touched on the emotional eating. And I was like, I think that might be the last piece to the puzzle. Okay. It was only like a week or two in where I'm like, okay, I'm done with my emotional eating. Like what's next? Just because <laughs> I was so ready to like, you know, it wasn't even the end of the first month where I'm like, I've come into this thinking it's about emotional eating when it, it wasn't that that's what I was telling myself. Um, but a girls club made me realize that it wasn't just so much about that. It was more, I wanted to connect with somebody who's like-minded, you know, the group has been absolutely amazing. Ladies are amazing. I love the community in there and just also seeing you push through boundaries and things. And I'm like, I don't compare myself to people just because like you're self-sabotaging. If you do, you should be comparing yourself to yourself yesterday. Always be better than you were yesterday. Of course, not every day is going to work like that. But I was thinking like, if she can do it, why can't I? Okay. And if you are going to compare yourself to anyone, do it in a positive way, you know, inspire, say, oh, I like what she's doing there. I'm going to learn from that. And that's exactly part of it. What it, why I joined Buddy's Girls Club, as you said, you know, to see what it's about, kind of learn from it. And really just, I appreciated everything because as you go through things like this, as I said, we've connected and you've shown me that if you can do it, I can do it as well. And just how quickly our mindsets can shift because as I said I joined this to overcome emotional eating and it was like not even a month in where I'm like okay I've tricked myself into this but sometimes you know just tell yourself something so you go and take action to being or creating whatever it is that you want because if you don't take that first step regardless of whatever the action is messy action is better than no action just go and take the first few steps. That's where you're going to get confident from. And, you know, I'm just feeling so good being in Buddy Girls Club. It's really helped me just like push my business even further forward. So I thank you so, so much for that. 
You're welcome. And thank you for trusting me. Thank you for being upfront with me um, just from the beginning. And I'm, I swear, I tell them this probably almost every day that when we give a gratitude every day, I swear like three out of the five days a week, the gratitude is for the two ladies that are in Batty Girls Club because there could not have been a better two to start the group off with than them. So Danielle and Wendy, Wendy's going to be coming on the podcast as well to talk. Um, She also owns a business with Teresa who also did um, the podcast, but they are such lights. They allowed me, I've talked about this on a previous episode that they really allowed me to be open in that space and share with them what's going on with me. And I was telling Jillian on her episode that the more open that I was in the group, the easier it was for everybody to be open and for it to just create this community of like acceptance, love, openness, and really no judgment. And it was really, it was really, really beautiful to be a part of and to witness. And by the way, when we're recording this, we're not done. We're just starting month six right now. Um, and we booked to do the podcast, I think around like month four. So that just shows you like how fast she really progressed in the program. I mean, like she said, it was really like month one, um, maybe like two weeks in, she was like, okay, yeah. Like, I really feel like I've overcome like this emotional eating. And, um, I'm really wondering like, what's next. That was like every call. She was like, I'm not sure, like I'm ready for what's next. So it really is a testament to how quickly our mindsets can shift when we put a little intention in it. And when we quiet the noise and the expectations that we have put on ourselves for years. So yeah, I, I have loved Batty Girls Club so much. So there'll be a link um, down below in the show notes for you guys um, for round two, because we're doing it again. We're making it bigger. We're making it better. We're doing adding some more calls. We're adding some speakers, which is really exciting. More guest speakers, more calls. It's just going to be a wild, wild ride for ride two. So I'm really excited. Um, but moving on from Batty Girls Club, like I mentioned, you had body confidence, a lot of body confidence already before you got into that program. So where did that come from? And kind of walk us through your body confidence journey, if you can. Oh, I definitely can. Um, <laughs> I uh, In 2013, I moved to the UK. Um, so I'm originally from Canada. I moved to the UK to be with my now husband. I gained over 70 pounds, was just feeling literally depressed, tired. You know, I'd wear leggings and oversized shirts to work, my hair in a messy bun just because I didn't care. I didn't care in a negative way, though. I didn't care about what people thought about me. I didn't care about my body. And coming into the seasonal sadness, I was like, okay, I really have to do something. Otherwise, it's just going to keep going downhill. I'm going to keep gaining weight. You know, I was pushing almost 300 pounds and just feeling it in every ounce of my body. And I got tired of being tired. And that's kind of what started me off. And then a fitness program um, launched in the UK. So I joined that as a coach, as a like a health, health coach, mostly for my own accountability. And I lost 50 pounds over a year and a bit. And then seasonal sadness hit and it became this roller coaster of emotions where I was like gain and lose, gain and lose, you know, springtime I would lose. And then in the autumn I would gain. And I stepped away from the fitness coaching because it just wasn't healthy for me in the way that I was taking other people's results on me personally. And I want to be completely transparent. If you are looking for a coach, be honest in what you're looking for and also what your expectations of that coach are. Because if you're hoping that if, for example, you're looking for a fitness coach that you pay somebody and you're going to get results, let's be honest, it's not going to work. 
if you are working with somebody, and even if you're not working with somebody, you have to put the work in. You have to want it more than anyone can want it for you because I can't put the work in for you, you know, and that's kind of what I was telling myself. Like, yes, I had a coach and, you know, there were support systems and things, but you know, that you have to want it for yourself. And I was on this um, roller coaster of emotions up and down in weight. It came a point where I was like, is my worth based on what the number on the scale is? Because I would step on the scale, see it go up, or even if it did go down, if I was hoping for two pounds and it only went down one pound, I would emotionally eat. Then it became a vicious circle, emotionally eat, gain weight, feel terrible, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, I took a step back, literally took a step back. And I was like, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself to weigh myself. I'm just going to do what feels good. I started leaning into exercise for my mental health. And that has carried me through so, so much over the past few years. My nutrition has been up and down, you know, still slight emotionally eating last year, get stressed out stuff my face with chocolate period came ate chocolate or fast food or whatever it was you know then body girls club came and I no longer depended on food to bring me happiness it was more about okay how am I actually wanting to feel so now I can eat without feeling guilty I don't feel weighed down physically if I eat too many treats and stuff I will feel physically weighed down but it no longer affects the way I see myself yes I have gained a few pounds but when I look in the mirror I still see the love I have for myself and I wear the clothes that make me feel good and, you know, do my hair so I feel good. And if some days that means that I wear sweats in an oversized jumper with a messy bun, I don't care. But as where before, it was like, I didn't care because it was like, I would walk with my head down. Nobody would look at me or I thought nobody was looking at me. Nobody was judging me. I didn't want, I sat in a corner, kept my voice down, you know, and as I transitioned into loving myself, wearing the clothes again, if that's leggings and an oversized shirt, I walk with my head held high. I say good morning. I smile at people. And I am no longer that girl in the corner that won't speak my mind, being taken advantage of and everything. It really does come down to mindset and how you perceive yourself in your reflection, but also the way you carry yourself, how you take care of yourself and overall, like who you surround yourself with. And there's so much more that we could go into, um, but it really does start with how you see yourself from the inside. Yeah, I love how our relationship with our body and with food and how we view personally ourselves and if we're failing or succeeding, or like you said, with the weight up and down, translates everywhere. Like it translates into every other area of our life, like how you're saying how you show up at work, not only physically, like what you're wearing, but also how you speak at work. Like, are you speaking up for yourself? And that's that's my favorite thing about teaching people about loving their body at the current way it is right now is because it translates to everything. It's just so amazing. And so um, when I was promoting Batty Girls Club, I was talking a lot about emotional eating. I was talking a lot about like relationship to body and all that stuff, but I wish I could like tell people how, how important that is because even if you aren't an emotional eater, even if you're somebody who maybe on occasion gets sad and doesn't go to the gym, or, you know, like you said, with your seasonal sadness, which we didn't even touch on that. She literally barely touched seasonal sadness this year. I think it was like one day where you were like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling it today, but it was like one day out of like the whole time that we were together with almost the entire time that you would normally have that seasonal sadness. And so it just, it, 
even just barely, um, even if you aren't somebody, like I said, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Even if you're not somebody who emotionally eats, even if you're not somebody who gets, you know, sad or depressed or whatever it is, if you are not feeling your best and if you're not feeling like you love who you are on the inside, on the outside, the way you take action, the way that you show up to work, the way you do anything, it shows everywhere. It's so crazy. It shows everywhere. So even though Batty Girls Club was centered around that, it really went a lot deeper. Um, and I love that about that program. So I want to talk about you um, started being a fitness coach with that program, but then you transitioned to having your own business as a confidence coach. So how did that start? Is it just directly from that? You were like, I'm not being in this program anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. Or did that come a little bit after? Um, I've, I'm actually still doing the fitness programs that I was selling before because, uh, again, I work out for my mental health and that's what it comes down to. Yes. Of course I want to look lean and have big muscles and, you know, well, not big, big muscles, but you know what I mean? Um, but it's really a, an outlet for me to de-stress if I have that negative energy or anything's like weighing on my mind, like whether I have a dance party or I put on a program and do my workout, I work out at home because again, I love my home and it's like our sanctuary, you know? Um, and I stepped away from that fitness coaching because if people weren't seeing the physical results because they weren't putting the work and I really took that to heart, as where when I really started looking at my own journey, it was probably about a year, year and a half after I quit, um, not even quit because quit sounds like a failed thing, but like, so I realized I was no longer aligned to it. Like once I walked away from that, I really started looking at myself, reflecting inwards. And I realized that it was never actually down to the physical transformation. It was more mental than it was physical. And it was always going to be more mental than it was physical because you can work out. And even if you are eating healthy and you can work out and I see it all the time, people losing weight and they're like, I thought I'd be happy when I lost that 10 pounds or when I got to X weight or this, but it's not about that. We have to live with our bodies. Okay. It's the only home you have for your entire life and if you're not taking care of it from the inside out it's not going to get you to where you want to go and that does start with your mindset so once I realized that and like no one is going to love me in the way that I need to be loved and my husband is absolutely wonderful and I love him and he loves me really but it's a different kind of love for yourself that you need to have you know you want to take care of yourself because the more you take care of yourself, the happier you are. And that actually does overflow into your relationships and every, as you said, every aspect of your life. Um, But it really just came down to realizing that it starts with home first and home is inside and the thoughts we have and how we feel confident and really just about making myself a priority before anyone else. Yeah, it's so freaking true. And I have to say this before I forget that should be part of your, that has to be part of your branding or your program name or something like that. Like the only home you have or something like that, or building the home of your dreams or like, like, um, what was the other word that we used? Um, sanctuary, like yeah. something like that. Cause you could really play off of that, like building your home, um, building the home of your dreams, but you are the only home that you have. I feel like that is such a good tie-in 
for you. I feel like that would really work. So Thank I have you. to say that before I forget, but, um, yeah, I love, I love that you basically realized it was way more than body because that's exactly how I started as well as I was like coaching all these women and they were having the weight loss. And then they were like still struggling with their food or they were struggling to feel confident or wear what they want or show up to the gym in confidence. Right. And I was like, okay, they're, this is way deeper. Like, this is not about fitness. This isn't about like working out or losing weight. And I hated that aspect of being a trainer where I had to weigh my clients and measure them and, you know, write it down and be like, Hey, yeah. Okay. Now we're going to discuss this. And it was like, like, it's so much deeper. So I love that you came to that conclusion as well. So now that you are a confidence coach on Instagram, when did you say like, okay, I'm gonna coach other women on how to do this too? Oh, I can't quite pinpoint an exact time, but it does tie in a lot to me wanting to become a mother and uh, being pregnant. And it's, you know, I see a lot of moms not taking care of themselves and they always put their kids first. And, you know, I think there was one day I was like walking by a park and I could see the mom on her phone, just sitting there on, on the, on the, um, bench while her kids were playing. And I'm like, when I'm a mom, I want to be in there running around with my kids without worrying about what other people think about me. And that was like one of the biggest things that clicked because a, I want the energy. So of course I want to take care of my body, but also I don't want to be worried about what Sheila next door is thinking about me, or, you know, I don't want to be worrying about other school parents talking about me behind my back because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. If you are having fun with your kids then they are going to see that they're going to feel the love And then it kind of became a bigger thing where as women, whether you're a mom or not, if you take care of yourself and love yourself, as I said, it's going to radiate into other aspects of your life. It's going to radiate into relationships, you know, how you raise your kids, the relationship you have with your partner. And my bigger kind of vision is really to help women, especially moms, love themselves so much that. When, as they raise their kids, they're going to raise them in a way that they love their bodies. They know you don't have to be a people pleaser. You know, you can say no to things you don't want. You ask for what you do want. And in my head, and as it comes, becomes a reality, like the world will become a better place because we're more kind to each other because we love ourselves. A lot of times we we like if we're angry at somebody or we lash out at somebody or we say negative things about somebody especially if you're gossiping it's more of a reflection on you and how you feel about yourself and what's going on in your heart and in your head so you might say oh she's got fat legs but actually that might be more about what you think about yourself so if we can clear that thought and that feeling from our own bodies We won't feel the need to put anyone else down because we're actually going to want to uplift other people. So it's, it's like, um, it's like a drop in the ocean where it creates waves and has impacts on like thousands of people. And that's where I envision myself just being able to empower women so they can then spread, spread the message as well. Yeah. I feel like as you were saying that before you even hit on like how it can change, generations I was like oh my god like if your mission what is to empower moms so that they can be better moms and raise their kids to love themselves and love their body like how fucking big is that that's a big big vision that's amazing I didn't even know that so I feel like that is just such a 
driving force for you to continue in your business. And I think that's really important when we talk about business is I talked a lot about disconnecting from the why when we were talking about when I was promoting Batty Girls Club. And the reason I talked about this is because I think a lot of times we get stuck on this why and we get so attached to our why that we, and our why, excuse me, and our why is rooted in shame, guilt, and self-loathing. And when you detach from that why, and then you actually attach to a why like you're talking about, where it's so strong that you're like, I need to do this. I have to do this. I have to coach these other women. I have to show up in a strong way so that they can then love themselves and change their child's lives. And then going forward and forward and forward, like that is the why that we want to really, really hold on to. So wanted to clear that up too. And I wanted to touch back a little bit too on when we were talking about um, how you overcame a lot of the stuff with your work and like really just standing up for yourself more. And a lot of the work that we did in Batty Girls Club and how we kind of like went back through our childhood and stuff like that. We went through like childhood, we went through traumas. Um, But one of the biggest things that I saw you do in Batty Girls Club that was so amazing to watch was you say, I don't know if I know who I really am or what I really want. And the fact that you were open enough to say that is just a huge thing in the first place. But I think a lot of us do that when we're going through this self-love journey and self-growth, we're like, holy shit, like, who the fuck am I? I don't even know. I've been operating on this other system for so long. And now that I'm removing those systems and those beliefs, now I don't know who I am. So can you talk about that a little bit and also what came after and how the after was better? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oftentimes, like I find that life is just so busy and it's just go, go, go that I personally find it hard to take a few step back. And I think having a coach, one of the hugest benefits is they ask questions to make you think, okay? A coach is not ever going to fully give you the answers because at the end of the day, we're all different. A coach doesn't have a magic wand to wave it for you and say, here's your answer because it's that's just not how it works. Um, but you posing that question made me take a step back, almost look at it like, the pictures in the frame and now I'm outside of the frame looking at myself and my life and I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know how I felt you know a lot of my childhood memories have been suppressed and whether they ever come back or not I don't know and I share that because when I went to Canada um, my sister we've got a, a very unique family dynamic so I've got two older sisters my younger sister has another sister so she's our half sister anyway So we were all together and they were talking about when we were young uh, because our parents were together and they were talking about memories. And I must have been about seven or eight around there, old enough that I should have remembered these things. And I was just sitting there like, "Mm, no, I'm not really sure, you know, and they picked up on that and they said, don't you remember any of this? And I said, no, like, I don't remember much childhood at all. And part of me for a long time felt like, who am I? Like, I don't know because I don't have these memories. I don't know how I got to where I am now. And going back to touching on women, loving themselves and raising their kids, 
I'm creating that movement. So women become the role model that they needed as a kid. Um, so when I think about little Danielle, although there's not that much to think about because I don't remember all that much, I just think about like, what would that girl need? And when you pose that question, I was like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And since you've posed that question, you know, like I'm feeling more into what is actually making me feel good. Forget the rest, you know, forget who, you know, some people will say, let's bring up the trauma and, and overcome it and that, right? I'm like, let's move forward. If that stuff ever comes out, great. But I'm no longer spending the energy to hold on to the trauma and trying to figure it out. When the time is right, it will come out. Um, so since then, I've really just been thinking about what brings me joy um, and what's going to bring me joy this year and, you know, about my goals and stuff. So it's kind of discovering about who I am now rather than who I was back then and creating the life that I want. Um, so it's more about accepting my past for what it is or isn't, I don't know, um, but being at peace with it. So I'm open to becoming the person that I'm on track to become. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that was that, a lot. No, that was really beautifully said because it really is true. Like I had the same realization, which is why Danielle and I connected so much on this. Um, when I had a lot of childhood memories suppressed as well. And as they were suppressed, I had built these other stories on top of them of what my experience was. And then I held so tightly onto those stories that I then used those stories as building blocks to cling on to other things to support that story. Um, and so Chelsea taught that in the program. And so when I took her program, I had that same realization where I was like, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to recall these memories and I think I may be wrong about them. I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. And as I'm trying to piece it together and, and speak to my husband about it, I'm like, I honestly, like I'm now I'm more confused than ever. And he gave me the same advice that I gave to Danielle, which was listen, like the past is the past, right? We know some things happened and we are who we are today, but let's look at like, what are we doing moving forward and who do we want to create? Like, who do I want to be? I love the analogy you gave of being outside of the picture frame, because that is really what it feels like when you're like, especially going back and being with family, you're like, okay, I'm outside of this and I'm looking like a very above yourself feeling. And you're like, okay, now I have the power to really create whoever I want to be. And I can move forward from this because I am letting it go. And that's the key piece is really letting those things go and acknowledging them, seeing them. That's what we talk about a lot with Buddhism is seeing those things, giving love to our inner child and saying like, I know whatever happened to you, it was hurtful you feel sad. I acknowledge that I'm giving love to you. And I am now creating whoever I want to be because I'm not holding that anymore. So, so powerful. Um, and now that you're doing the same thing for other women in confidence coaching, um, you also have launched a membership, correct? Yes. A six okay. month membership, which I'm really, really excited about. Yeah. Talk to us about it. Tell us all about it. Cool. Um, you know, going through this call right now, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm playing it too small. And sometimes yes, just, yes. <laughs> sometimes, and this is 
honestly, the biggest thing about having a coach is like just talking it, even if no one poses you a question, you're just talking it out loud. So, I mean, go in your bathroom portal and talk it out loud if you need to, but you just realize like, hold on, take a step back. Like I'm playing it too small. So currently, which is about to change, uh, my program is called BIC. It's a body image and confidence coaching. It's a six month mentorship with me where we go through all of the things confident. So my company is called Desired Bliss Evolutions. And let me just explain that. Desired is obviously something that you want. Bliss is being completely at peace with having whatever you want and just being at peace with life and accepting that, you know, you get to have everything. And the evolution is getting you from where you are right now, you know, through the struggles and the doubt to having all of that. Um, so that's kind of the evolution that I'm bringing to women. And through this mentorship, it's really about loving our bodies, accepting who we are. As I said, you're going to walk into your wardrobe. Hopefully we all have walk-in wardrobes one day, right? If not, you open the doors right now, grab that little black dress from the back of it that you've been thinking like, oh, I really want to wear it, but I don't have the right event. You wear it with confidence. You walk with your head held high. You know, you say good morning to strangers. You build new relationships. The relationships that you're in are thriving because you now ask your husband for what you want or if you need support, like it could be as simple as asking him to empty the dishwasher. Okay, we shouldn't have to ask our partners, but sometimes people need a reminder or, you know, just just really putting on the table exactly what you need. You're going to have the confidence to do that. You're going to have the confidence to go into your review at work and ask your boss for the raise or heck, you're going to feel so confident that you can get a new job and you're going to quit your current job and be confident. Like if, if you have an argument with your child, you're going to know how to, this is getting a bit, you know, a few steps ahead now, but be able to build that relationship with your child. So they're safe with you and, you know, just be confident in yourself that whatever you are doing, you're doing amazing at, especially being a parent and just like loving yourself. And oh my goodness, I could talk about it all day. Yes. I love that. That's a really, really good sign for a coach is that you can talk about something forever. Um, and you never want to shut up about it. That's the sign of passion. So I love that. So you said it's going to change. The name is going to change or the program's going to change. Um, the program base will still be the same because it's very much about accepting who you are. So that's where the body image comes into it. Loving yourself, you know, not thinking, oh, I have to lose that 10 pounds or 30 pounds or whatever it is, you know, really appreciating your reflection as you see it so much so that, you know, you've bought a pair of jeans, you don't care what the tag number says, but as you're walking by a big window, a bay window at a shop, you back up and you're like, Hey, you know, like things like that, where you just feel good in your own skin. And one big thing for me is ladies, I want you to feel so sexy in your lingerie that you want to cook dinner in your lingerie and lingerie no longer becomes about your partner. It's about how you feel in your clothes and out of your clothes, of course. Um, so the foundation for the body image side is still going to be there. The confidence is still going to be there to be able to do all of those things and not worry about what people are thinking about you, not spend energy thinking, oh, what did Sheila say? And, you know, just if you hear somebody talking about you, you're not worried about it. It rolls off your back. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter, um, where it's going to get bigger. And I'm not a mom yet. Um, one day, hopefully, but right now, as I said, just being the role model that I needed as a child. And it's going to get bigger because it's going to be more, a um, bit more towards moms or women who want to be moms 
or women who have impact on children's lives. So that could be like a teacher, a nurse, just even if you have nieces or nephews, like let's be honest, every single woman has a child in their life in some form. And it's just really about, you know, making me a priority. So that shows them that they are important. They need to be a priority and love themselves and, and create that whole movement I was speaking about earlier. So that's where it's definitely going to go. The name will probably change. We'll see how it goes. Yay. I'm so excited. Um, I am so excited to see that come to fruition and see you change our generation. I'm like, yes, I love it so, so much. So I'll have everything linked for Danielle's program down below for her membership. I'll have it linked down below as well as her website and also her Instagram. So you guys can connect with her. She does really, really great reels, videos, a lot of motivation, a lot of accepting bathroom portals, all the self-care. We love to see it. So um, anything else you want to touch on? I just want to touch back on the bathroom portal. Ladies, if you have not already transformed your bathroom and men, whoever's listening to this, like go and transform your bathroom right now. I'm not saying you actually have to do anything to your bathroom, but if you want it to feel like a sanctuary, you know, declutter it, get the laundry out, take the garbage out, etc. But most importantly, make sure that you have a mirror where you can look yourself in the eyes, tell yourself, I love you and you are so beautiful and start admiring one thing about your body today. Like seriously, next time you go to the bathroom, go do that before you do your business, because the more you do that, the more you're going to love yourself. And if you don't even know where to start, I started with my eyes because it had nothing to do with my weight. And if I wanted my eyes to feel extra, I put a bit of mascara on and I would look at my eyes and just say, wow, how beautiful is that? Because everybody's eyes are different, right? And I've got a red spot in my eye, which I love. The more you love about your body, the more you will love and accept your body. So go transform your bathroom today. Yes, 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 yes. We all need our little like area that's just for us and that we can kind of like escape. And I feel like when you talk about the bathroom portals, that's what I think of is like a area that's mine that I can escape into and that it's just me alone. No one else is bothering me. That's kind of how I feel in this podcast room. I'm like, this is me. This is my area. Like Renee never even comes in here. Um, and sometimes when he does, like we've done, um, we were doing some work on the computer the other day and he sat down um, next to me in one of the podcast chairs. And I was like, this is weird. Like, it's so weird that you're in this room, but we all need that little space that is just ours. And it could even be your car. It could even be your bathroom, like she's talking about, or it could be somewhere really small. It could be anywhere. So even if you're like, I know I can hear you guys on the other end of the line saying, I don't have space like that. I'm a mom. I share my bathroom. I do this. I do that. It doesn't have to be anywhere special. It can be anywhere anywhere where you can be alone and quiet with yourself. I feel like that is a theme of this podcast, not only this particular podcast, but the last like five I've done is like, get alone with your thoughts. <laughs> so you guys know that already, but it's a common theme because it's so, so helpful. So I love that, Danielle. If you don't have a space like that, I mean, the bathroom portal can be literally taken anywhere. If you're in a stall at a Walmart and you're going, you know, to the ladies, you don't have to look in the mirror, just have that thought. But if you do find that you don't have a spot like that, go outside, take a deep breath, close your eyes and picture that spot, whether that be your bathroom or you're on a beach or on a cruise or who knows in a castle, you know, just picture that even for a couple seconds, it will really help you. Yes. Yes. The visualization too. I love that. Um, 
Okay. So I'm going to have everything linked for her down below. Like I said, we're going to do the last little part, which is a rapid fire. So we're going to end it out on a rapid fire and then that's it. So are you ready for the rapid fire? Yes, almost. Okay, go. (laughs) Okay. So I always start with what is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. That's a common one. That's a common one. Do you get thin? I love noodles as well. Noodles as well. Yes. Noodles. Do you like thin or thick crust? Stuff crust. Oh, stuff crust. crust. Yeah. I haven't had that in years. I haven't had that in years. That, That sounds really good. I want to ask you, this is not like a typical rapid fire, but what is, since you moved countries, what is the biggest thing that you learned from moving? Oh, I thought you were going to say, what is the biggest food that I miss from Canada? Which that too, tell us that too. Okay. (laughs) That one is a poutine. If you don't know what a poutine is, it's like fries with cheese curds and gravy and I know a lot of countries don't have it and people think it's weird but it's like special cheese curds and special gravy like that's my all-time favorite um in terms of moving is it's a big decision to move and be open to it you know my husband is English and I'm Canadian obviously we've made it work in England but be open to it and I think the biggest thing that I guess not so much that I've learned, but that I appreciate is my in-laws. They've been married for like almost 45 years, 45 years this year. And I'm just amazed by it and their love. And they're just so welcoming. And again, it goes back to being that role model or having that role model, you know, and it just makes me feel extra grateful for them. So really guys be open to transition because you don't know what's on the other side of the pond, pun intended. (laughs) I love that. Um, I think moving is such a huge, huge, huge part that of your life that everyone should do is like move away from somewhere that you, where you really don't know a lot of people. Um, I did the same thing. You guys know, I moved across, um, the country with Renee and I only had his family and that was such a great experience, like such a good growth, such a good growth for me. Um, uh, okay. Sorry. Rapid fire. I'm like, let me go back. Um, okay. If you're going to the movies, what type of candy do you bring or t- get while you're there? Oh, I love gummies. And if I go with my sisters, we're having salted popcorn with M&M peanuts in it. So it melts. That was my next question. Like, do you put your candy in your popcorn? I love that yeah. too. Not gummies, but yeah, M&M. So melt definitely. Yes. Chocolate and popcorn. So good. So good. Okay. Um, what was your best purchase Amazon or otherwise purchase for this month? Oh, this month, I actually haven't been buying that much, but recently what I can think of is my hot pink dress that I just love wearing. I just feel like sexy in it and it just feels good. Yeah. That dress is so good on you. Like so, so good. And I love that you found like hot pink. It was just like the perfect color. It was so great. Um, What is your drink of choice? Water. I don't drink alcohol, sugary drinks. I'm just like, I don't feel it. Sometimes I'll have a sip of my husband's Pepsi, but water is my go-to all day, every day. You don't drink at all? No alcohol. I don't drink any alcohol at all. Um, if I'm not drinking water and I want to spice it up a little bit, I'll have like a vanilla latte or something. We've got a really posh coffee machine. So, you know, my husband will make us nice coffees. Um, but otherwise water. Yeah, definitely. 
Nice. I feel like every single person, this maybe just because I'm getting older or like the people that I'm surrounding myself with, no one is a really big drinker. And I, I really actually like that. I, you guys know, I love to drink, but I actually don't really drink much anymore. And Renee and I were talking about this just this morning. Like it doesn't really do much for us anymore. And I think that's because we're like elevating our mindset so much that we're like, you know, high on life, (laughs) but, um, yeah, you don't need to numb anymore. I will say though, one day when I get to see you in person, if we go on a girl's night out mocktails, I will definitely have sweet mocktails. Definitely. Yes. Yes. We are manifesting Danielle coming to California so that we can have a baddie girls club meetup and have a whole day and mocktails. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Um, last question is if you weren't doing what you do now, coaching women, what would you be doing? Oh, I'm a very good teacher. So I'd probably be teaching in some form. Um, it's kind of cheating, but a best-selling author. I'm going to, I'm going to be that anyway, one day, but that's kind of what a other thing. When I was 18, before I started talking to my husband, because I was only 18 when we got together, which is mind blowing. Um, I always wanted to work on a cruise ship because how amazing would that be? So probably that. Yeah. Love that. I love hearing people's answers on that one because it's so like you picture someone in a specific way. Cause you know them that way. And then when you hear like their other avenues of interest, it's so interesting. So what would you be giving an answer that you haven't already given? What would I be doing if I wasn't doing yeah. this? I have thought about that so much. Um, I always thought I would be owning a restaurant. That was like my first goal would be to own a restaurant bar. Um, and then I worked in the restaurant industry and I hated it. Um, but I always really love to cook. So I could see myself being like a chef um, or something like that. Nice. The idea of it, but maybe not the actual work of it. Yeah. Like the idea of it, maybe, so I, maybe I'll be like a personal chef or something like that, because I'm like, I I like the idea of cooking and and experimenting with that, but I'm like working like long chef hours seems like I wouldn't want to do that. So I don't know. I don't know. Something to think about. You'll be thinking about this the rest of the day, but I will, I will, because I'm like, it's so hard when you're like doing something that you absolutely love. And then you're like, wait, but I don't want to think about anything except for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would just be running Renee's business, you know, doing that, doing that full time. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Danielle, for coming. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you so much for being such a fire baddie, not only a baddie girls club, but just overall in life. Thank you for entering into baddie girls club, trusting me to be your coach. I have enjoyed being a baddie girls club with you so, so much. Um, like I said, I'll have the link for baddie girls club for round two for you guys down below. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Danielle, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, okay. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to, don't forget to rate and review the podcast below. Don't forget, don't forget to follow the podcast as well. Share on Instagram. If you found this valuable, you guys can find us on Instagram at confident AF podcast over on Instagram and till next week. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.